Welcome to Seeds of Self, a podcast for daughters disrupting generational cycles. I'm your host, Chelsea, coach, mentor, and founder of Seedspace, a community that explores the intersections between identity, culture, and well-being. With a focus on empowering a more inclusive approach to contemporary wellness, our mission is to support the rising and thriving of all women beyond conditioning imposed through patriarchal, colonial, and capitalist culture. Join us week to week for candid conversations, deep diving on all things spirituality, psychology, self-development, business in the wellness industry, and more. If our content resonates, it'd mean the world if you could give us a rating or share with a friend. Okay, thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Seeds of Self podcast. Chelsea here. I want to kickstart this episode by asking a little favor from all of you lovely listeners that will truly, truly help the growth of this podcast. If you have been listening for a while now, if you have tuned in to a couple of episodes, and if you're enjoying our content so far, It would mean the world if you could please leave a short rating or review. I receive so many messages and feedback through the Seedspace Instagram account. And while I absolutely love and and am so grateful and appreciative uh, to hear about how our episodes are landing for you, taking a minute to leave a rating through whichever platform it is that you're streaming from, uh, Spotify, Apple, whatever it might be really will help the growth of this podcast and help us reach other women who could benefit. So please, please, please leave a rating, leave a review and follow if you feel called. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. So today the format is going to be a little bit different. I was inspired to share a little micro process that I recently shared with a client in a session who was experiencing self-doubt and feeling blocked from doing the thing that she wanted to do. I feel that this theme of self-doubt has been quite prominent in the community as of late. I've shared on Seedspace's Instagram stories about this new year energy, you know, we're in February now, we're still in the earlier half of 2024. And with that comes a new motivation, enthusiasm, inspiration for the year ahead. And people generally set their goals, set their vision, set their intentions, and then they experience challenges. And many of these challenges often are connected to a sense of self-doubt. Self-doubt in not being able to overcome a particular fear, right? Now, I will keep the specific details of this client session relatively ambiguous for privacy reasons, but it absolutely kills me on the inside seeing passionate, intelligent, impact-driven, kind and wise women being held back by their own fears conditioned fears because once we peel back the layers in most instances, 
a lot of the fear isn't even coming from a place of who they authentically are at their core, but rather the fear is connected to familial beliefs, societal beliefs, just compounded layers of all of this external conditioning. Now, there are so many structures and systems within society that are set against us as women, particularly if you are a woman of a marginalized identity. We have a big Black, Indigenous and woman of color community here in Seed Space. So I'm really, really passionate about supporting women to not be adding to the barriers against us, right, with our own fears and limiting beliefs. So just to add here before I proceed, I really do want to acknowledge that self-doubt in general is completely normal. It's very much part of the human experience. Anyone who tells you that they have no self-doubt is lying. Well, that's a bit of a wild statement, but I would be interested to know who, who these people are, right, who say that they absolutely do not come up against any type of self-doubt. I think we all experience it in some variation, right? And usually, usually it's popping up when we are expanding into unknown territory, when our ego feels that it's unsafe and it needs to protect us. And that was very much the case for this particular client. She was expanding. She was growing like many of the women that I work with or that I encounter as part of the seed space community. We're all on some form of self-development journey, right? And through that, we grow into new versions of ourselves. We evolve. This particular client was at her growth edge, that juicy, juicy spot between really transforming into a new level of herself. And through that, she was meeting a lot of fear, a lot of insecurity. This was particularly in relation to her evolving into a new career path. She was putting herself out there as a coach, something that was new to her, and it felt really uncomfortable. So I shared with her a personal process that I use for myself and one that I have shared with many other clients who experience these same fears that prohibit them from actually manifesting the vision that they want for themselves or the pivot, the growth, whatever it might be. So I hope by sharing this here for some of you who are resonating with noticing self-doubt present in whatever context that might be for you, whether it is strong amount of self-doubt, whether it is more minimal, I hope that this very simple four-step guide, four-step process is something that sticks with you the next time that you are in that uncomfortable space, the next time that you hear your inner dialogue pop up in a way that is not conducive to the version of yourself that you are growing into, that is limiting you, that is causing self-sabotage. I hope that these steps are ones that you are able to add to your resource kit, to your internal toolkit and support you in breaking down what it is that is underlying the self-doubt and holding space in a way that you are able to move through it. So here we go. Step one, when experiencing self-doubt, in the case of this client, I encourage her to get curious, to take the time to understand what the actual fear is, to name it even, right? What is underlying this fear? Does it relate to a childhood experience, a memory from the past, 
Generally, when we experience fear, it's not usually connected to the direct situation at hand, right? It's rather a manifestation of a past experience and a belief that has been implanted. So in the case of this particular client, putting herself out there as a coach, right? This new kind of career path. It wasn't putting herself out there as a coach. That was the fear. But it was actually a fear that no one would engage with her services if she did that right? So the fear underlying was a fear of rejection. Together we worked through what other times in her life had she felt rejected? Were there any childhood experiences that brought up the feeling of rejection? And sure enough, there were a couple, and again, keeping it relatively ambiguous here, but the fear that was presenting in in the current moment was not about her being a coach, right? She had an accreditation, She had experience working with clients. She had great reviews from the clients that she had worked with. She knew in her heart and soul that this was her purpose, this was her calling, and not only that, but she was good at it. So the fear wasn't about putting herself out there as a coach. It was rather the fear of what if nobody buys this service from me, or not just buys, what if nobody's interested? What if nobody engages? So after we got curious after we identified that the actual fear at hand was rather a fear of rejection, what do we do next? Well, we moved on to step two. So now we had an awareness, right? We'd already gotten curious. We took some time uh, through some questioning, some reflecting to understand the core root of where this fear was originating from. And then we befriended the fear. We acknowledged it. We validated it. The fear of rejection is a very real, very destabilizing fear. For any of you who have also experienced this, you would know that. It's literally our human biology to seek a sense of acceptance in a group. In cave times, if we were not accepted by a group, our literal physical health was at risk, right? We, we could die. We would not have protection. We would not have safety. We would not have access to resources like food. So that inherent sense of belonging and not feeling rejected is literally in our DNA. It's a very valid fear. So we took the time to really acknowledge that, right? I see you fear. Like I understand why you're here. Like, thank you even. Thank you for looking out for me, right? This is one of the tools, one of the ways that we can counteract the ego. When we get really cozy and comfy with understanding the inner dialogue, what's coming up, and interacting with it accordingly. So we befriended the fear, right? We held space for it. I encouraged her to leverage her own internal toolkit here, right? What what ways does she usually move through navigating her inner dialogue? For me, my practice is journaling. That is how I kind of create that distance and create that separation between my authentic self and who I am at my core and whatever noise is happening um, in my mind. In order to create that space, I need to write it out. That is not the case for everyone. I have uh, friends who prefer to send themselves voice notes, right, to have that space for conversation. Some people are able to get distance and clarity when they have movement, when they're maybe going for a run. Some it's through meditation, right? So it's very personal. It's very individual. But the importance of step two is to really open up that space for befriending the fear. 
the speaking to the ego. We've gotten curious already in step one. So now it's the step for acknowledgement. It's the step for validation. Once we've done that, what's next? Step three is establishing safety. What do I mean by that? When we are in a state of fear, we're not really able to access our rational thought, right? Our logistical, calm, regulated brain, uh, the one that's able to see the picture for what it is to understand the context. Some of us will go into fight, some of us will go into flight, some of us will go into freeze. In the context of this client, she was more in that freeze mode, right? She had some particular goals that she had for herself. She had some particular micro-aligned actions, some steps that she wanted to take that she knew would support her with putting herself out there as a coach. And she was not making these, right? She was procrastinating and her procrastination was connected to her self-doubt and her self-doubt was connected to the fear of rejection that if she does put herself out there in this way and, you know, claim this new career path for herself, what if nobody's interested? What if nobody cares? right? What if she is excluded from the group? What if she's made fun of? Rejection is the key word here, right? We understood it. We made friends with it. We validated it. We acknowledged it. And now we establish safety. And we establish safety because the goal is to come back to a place of regulation, a place of clarity within the body and within the mind so that you can chip away at some of that fear, so that you can continue taking the steps that you know that you want to take for yourself. And that's actually one of my my favorite parts of doing this work, but specifically of doing this work with the community that has gravitated toward the seed space wider network, because all of you are familiar with some variation of self-development work, right? You've either had your own touch points with therapy, you are, you know, doing self-work often, you're reading the psychology books, you're listening to the podcast, you are curious about your own limitations, you are self-aware, you are conscious and very intentional in this way. So with that, I for the most part, I'm working with very emotionally intelligent women who know their blocks, who have their own toolkit that they have added to through doing this work with practices and rituals and pillars of support that have worked for them. But sometimes it just takes a bit of outside support, right, to help you put together the pieces, to identify patterns and to just really act as that extra or additional bolster in supporting you overcome some of these things. So that is just a little bit of an insight into my approach. Actually, I realize as I share there, I'm not one of those coaches that is directly telling you exactly what to do, right? I really believe in empowering my clients to lead through their own their own means through drawing on the practices and tools that work for them, right? I offer the safety of a space where we can discuss, where we can get curious, where I can support them with identifying different patterns. But ultimately, I really try to empower each and every client to step into that place of self-leadership. So that was very much what came up for this third step, which was establish safety, right? So I worked with my client to encourage her to 
get herself back into a place of regulation when she noticed being super in her mind and having all of her self-doubt come up really loudly, right? So again, I asked her to draw on whatever tools from her kit would support her in establishing that nervous system safety. Was it ramping up her meditation practices? Was it connecting more often with her safe and trusted community? Was it spending time intentionally journaling around her fear? This was ultimately up to her. But in order to move through the fear, we need to come back to a space of safety. And that is step three. So if you resonate and if you are someone who, you know, is dealing with a particular fear that is blocking you from taking any kind of movement in your current situation, your current context, instead of trying to resist that fear from the get-go, take some time to get curious about it, take some time to befriend the fear, and then before you push through, because at some point we do need to keep moving, right? Our fear doesn't just dissipate on its own. We need to do the work. We need to show our ego that it's actually safe to expand slowly as we do. That becomes our new norm. That becomes our new state of being. And then we adjust and then we reach a new level where fear pops up, right? You need to establish the safety as a first step there. So after step three, which is the safety piece, we move on to step four, which is, and I'm sure you would have guessed by now, but it is the aligned action. It is the moving forward through the fear. It is being brave enough because you have bolstered up your internal safety net. You have identified the fear. You have validated the fear and Now it's time to actually move through the fear, whatever that might look like for this client specifically. It was moving through her to-do list of putting herself out there as a coach, right? It was activating her business email. It was rebranding her social media. It was reaching out to her past clients, letting them know that her services are open again if they would like to book through, right? All of these steps that seem so scary initially because of that inner dialogue and that fear that was presenting to now being able to move through them from a space of regulation, a space of calmness, a space of knowing that this was truly her purpose and what felt in integrity for her, right? She knew it. She had clarity in her, in her soul, in her body. Her intuition told her that, you know, this is the career path she had spent the last six months working on her accreditation. She had over 60 hours working working with clients. So I'm a big, big fan of step four. This is, I think, one of the steps that comes easiest to me when I'm moving through self-doubt. Of course, it depends on the context. I, I also can go into freeze mode depending on on what that particular fear is. But when I draw on my own sample size of data across different touch points in my life where I have noticed strong phases of self-doubt present, it's really through taking that uh, aligned action piece, even though it's scary a lot of times, that is the one that I personally resonate with the most That also is very personal and probably because, you know, over my years of doing the work, step three of establishing safety 
my nervous system is generally quite regulated, right? Even in in these more doubtful moments, they're not moments where I'm having a big enough spiral that it's stopping me from doing something. Of course, there's a spectrum, but I generally do find it much easier to kind of close my eyes and jump off the cliff if I was to put an analogy on it. Because through doing that, in many different scenarios, I've taught my nervous system that it actually works out pretty okay in the end. And this isn't an official step of the process, but it is a a big point that I would like to highlight. The more that you practice this process, right, whether it is when facing self-doubt around showing up in your career, moving into a new relationship, communicating a boundary with a friend who you know is crossing a lot of your boundaries, whether it is any anything, any life situation, the more that you practice this process, the more that you gather your own sample size of data and the more that you're able to realize that in the end, it actually does turn out okay. And when it doesn't turn out okay, there's always a learning from the situation. There's a lesson and that lesson ultimately helps you to get where you need to be, to do what you need to do to maybe pivot, to change. There's always some benefit. There's always some silver lining. But the most important part is that we step into our self-leadership. We step into our self-leadership. We learn when we are sabotaging ourselves. We learn to identify when it is that our self-doubt is running the show, when our fear is blocking us, from doing the thing that we want to do, from being the person that we want to be, and we learn how to overcome it. Something that I've noticed from this community, as I mentioned before, like we all have some touch point with like the self-development world or with doing the work, but having so many resources and tools at our fingertips can also become quite overwhelming with knowing what to apply when and where. So I really do hope that by sharing this process, this simple four-step process, just let's do a quick recap again. When you notice fear popping up, number one, take time to get curious. What is the fear at hand? It's likely not related to the particular context. There's probably a past experience, maybe something from childhood, a pattern or theme from the past that is underlying the situation. What is that? Acknowledge it, validate it. Step two, befriend the fear, right? Give it the space talk to it if you need to. Step three, establish safety in your body, right? Being or experiencing fear can be quite dysregulating. What do you need to do to come back to a state of regulation, of calmness, a state where you're able to access your rational thought, your inner adult, your inner parent even? And then step four is taking that action piece. Maybe it's big, maybe it's small. Maybe you're not ready to jump fully off the cliff yet, but you're ready to just step over the ledge. Maybe you're ready to hop onto the stepping stone. Whatever that action piece looks like for you, it's important that you're able to activate your own self-leadership to move forward in some way. And again, as I said at the beginning of this episode, The Seedspace community is full of intelligent, clever, smart, passionate, impact-driven, kind, wise humans. 
right? Many of you also come from marginalized groups. There are so many systems and structures in place that work against us in our current society. Let's not feed into that. Let's not be part of it. Let's not uphold the limitations against ourselves. On that note, I would like to invite you, if you are someone who's working on moving through fear, moving through self-doubt, a personal practice that I have to support reframe situations, to support in developing more of a healthy dialogue is taking time to celebrate things that go well in my life celebrate wins, whatever they are, big or small. I do this personally on a month-to-month basis as a little routine, as a little ritual, and it's really helped bolster up a healthy level of self-confidence so that when I am met at my growth edges or when I find myself in a state of feeling uncomfortable and there's fear at hand, I'm good for the most part to move through it because I have that healthy inner dialogue where I have a close relationship with my quote-unquote inner parent, where I can nurture my inner child, where I have real tangible examples implanted in my subconscious where things have worked out. And a lot of that has come through a practice of celebrating the things that do work out. So if you are looking to have a regular ritual of self-celebration in your journey, in your process, of doing this self-work, then head to myseedspace.com, our digital website. We have a shop with some tools and resources to support your journey. There is a special self-celebration ritual currently in the store. I will drop the link in the show notes. It is a Notion template which you can come to month to month. There is specific sections for each month which you can populate with different prompts. There are some prompts in there, of course, and use it as a nice resource guide to come back to when you're in a moment of fear, right, where you can actually have a proper inventory, a repository of all the good things that have happened to you that you can use as a reference point to reframe some of the current fears at hand. So I hope this episode was supportive, inspired you in some way. I'd love to hear from you over on Seed Spaces Instagram account. If you are a regular listener and you have not yet given us a rating, please, please share a little review or give us a rating um, through whichever platform you are streaming from. Otherwise, May you move through whatever fear is currently presenting for you so that you can really just manifest whatever vision it is that you want for yourself or whatever next level you are moving toward, big, small, career, personal relationship, whatever it might be. Okay, loves, until next week, so much love to wherever you are tuning in from. Have a lovely day. Have a lovely evening and speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and being part of this movement. I hope this episode left you feeling inspired, supported, and seen in your journey. If our content resonates, it'd mean the world if you could share with a friend, subscribe, or give us a rating. If you're curious about working together or would simply like to share your thoughts or any other feedback, 
Links are in the show notes of how to best get in touch. Until then, so much love to wherever you're listening in from. Bye-bye.